Hello, listeners, and welcome to another episode of the Born to Fly podcast. And today I'll be talking to Lisa. Lisa is part of the Born to Fly community and she is a certified health and life coach. And I thought it was interesting to talk to her because she knows a lot about health. So besides being a trained and certified health and life coach, Lisa is also a devoted wife, a mother of two adult daughters and a community volunteer who is passionate about wellness in the schools. Lisa is a diet rebel who found her way to living life fully and on purpose. She provides one-to-one coaching using the HEAL cycle system, H-E-A-L, to help individuals gain energy. She believes now is the time for wellness. So we're going to dive into wellness and how to be a sane and healthy entrepreneur. Enjoy. Hey, Lisa. Hi, Jane. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. Oh, it's such a pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, so I I know you. We've been doing things together for over two years now, I think. But why don't you introduce yourself to our listeners so they get to know you? It has been a few years, Jane, and it's just been wonderful for what you're doing and the mission that is on your heart to do. So it's been wonderful to watch you grow in that through Christ. And I guess first and foremost, I am a child of God. And that became clear when I decided to be baptized in water. And that was only a few years ago. And I truly wholeheartedly accepted Jesus in my life. Mom was brought us up as an Anglican in the Christian church, and I was baptized as a baby. But it wasn't until just recently that I really found Jesus and really um, began to follow him in his ways. And with that, um, I believe that my calling as a healthless transformation coach has brought me to where I am today and speaking to you today. (laughs) I mean, I have other hats. I'm a devoted wife. I have two adult girls. I have a passion for wellness in the schools and I volunteer there. I'm going to start volunteering in the church. And there's just um, those aspects of me as well. But really, I'm a child of God. Yes, we are. That's and that's our identity. It will never change. So how come, Lisa, that you became, I know you're called to do this, but what made you see that calling? How did you become a wellness and transformation coach? The transformation part was really most recently and recognizing that old me of being overweight. I had a bad attitude and I was lost in the dark. And so the new me coming into releasing that weight, being fitter in my body and my health and having a positive attitude and outlook um, with a hope for a future um, is what um, I feel is important for many people in the world. The health part is something that we all know, (laughs) but we're not doing it. We know what to do, but we just don't do it. And that's where coaches, accountability partners, mentors can help. You can do this on your own. 
However, having a coach as a personal development tool is amazing. And that's when I was coach, that's what transformed my life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. I can relate to that. Because we know we have our accountability meetings every week, right? And it really helps you to get things done. That's why I'm walking 5,000 steps a day. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's right. And that's why I'm getting my, my adequate sleep every day. Because we have this accountability um, group in the Born to Fly uh, community, which is amazing because we can talk about God, we can talk about Jesus and Holy Spirit, and as well as setting forward um, our, our goals and our lifestyle habits that we want to change. Yeah, and it's very important because health is not just the way you eat, right? It, it, it is exercise, but it's also spiritual health, I, I bet. I mean, you're, you're working according to, is it a system or, a, wait, it is called a cycle system, heal and it stands for something <laughs> and i'm sure you can explain <laughs> yeah it's the heal cycle system and it goes back to healthy eating active living and it i realize it's not just a one line it's not just a straight path it is a cycle just like there's rhythms in um, our day our circadian rhythm rhythm you know with and we have our rhythm for the week so you know the the five days of work or six days of work and then we have the weekends for our rest or sat, sunday for our sabbath and then you know cycles of the month a woman menstruates and has that cycle cycles of the season so there's always that change and shift and then just the cycles of the years and different phases. And I think the Lord was showing me this, there's this huge, big cycle too of, you know, how the Bible is. I mean, we still haven't gone full circle yet, but we'll get there. Oh, it's an interesting point of making, well, the, the point that you're making about cycles, I find interesting because as a woman, um, we all know we menstruate. So we have our cycle, but I never would imagine that I take that in consideration when doing work but I think obviously our body is doing something different so we might feel different so it affects us right so is that something that you should be more aware of in general like for females but also in general like cycles absolutely just being aware and then making those adjustments is key so being aware and so we can get caught up in our day-to-day and forget about the larger rhythms in the week, in our life, in the month. And if we even see the moon cycles, right? It has its different phases and different energy that it brings for the new moon, the first quarter, the, the full moon, and then the last quarter. So there is a system and a cycle that happens and when we can become aware and tap in, our body wisdom will inform us how to gain energy from that. So it might be that during the month, you just act differently because you're in a different cycle. Exactly. And it might be unconsciously because we don't know. <laughs> we didn't know. Exactly. And then once you bring that to your 
awareness and make adjustments for it, it just puts, it's been my experience that I've been more even keel, I'm more balanced and just flowing with a harmony in my life. Could you share an example of that? Like where you made an adjustment or, yeah. Yeah, it's many little adjustments, but it could be big adjustments too. Like deciding what you did. You decided to do 5,000 steps. And how did that affect you afterwards? I felt so good. (laughs) (laughs) And what did that do for your life? I know it gives you a different type of energy, right? Because you know, okay, A, it's very satisfying that you reach a goal that you set for yourself and then also it's a goal that actually does something for your body so I feel that somehow also releases something in your body as well probably a hormone that makes you very happy (laughs) and is it endorphin um yeah. yeah so yeah so I don't know it's it's interesting because okay so how does it work Lisa if I would ask you we're entrepreneurs. If we want, we can work a hundred hours a day, a week, not a day. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's only 24. Yeah. <laughs> so if we want, we can work a hundred hours a week, but we know it's not good for you. So how do we stay sane? How do we stay healthy entrepreneurs? What, yeah, what would you advise us? The how is a big question <laughs> because there are many answers to the how. <laughs> And we don't have enough time for that. And it also depends on the person. We are fearfully and wonderfully made. He knows every hair on our head. And so it's going to be different for Jane, which is different for me, which is going to be different for, you know, the person listening to this right now. And it is to come into understanding what works for you. So life works when it is through that body, it's through our mind and emotions and will, and it's through our connection to something greater than us. For like you and I, it is when we're connected with Christ and God. Yeah. So there is no one size fits all, I don't know, band-aid or... (laughs) No, there isn't. But let me give you a quick fix. <laughs> a <Okay>. quick fix. <laughs> you want a you want a quick fix. Okay, what's a quick fix? A quick fix would be to hydrate your body with water. Right. So how much and, water do we have to drink? Well, we always hear it is what, eight to ten cups of water, right? But actually, it goes back then to your body. So how much do you weigh? And approximately half of your weight in pounds is the number of ounces. So if you weighed 100 pounds, then that would be 50 ounces, which then would work out to so many cups a day. Why water? Water is in our bodies, like 60% is water. Um, Our brain is 73%. Our muscles are 76%. And so when we're not fueling our bodies with water, our body will will start to talk to us. So there may be body pain. There may be obesity, diabetes, because we're just not hydrating our cells with water. Our system needs water to fuel our 
body systems. And within a 24-hour period, the system uses six to 10 cups of water. So we need to replenish that on a daily basis um, and keep our bodies hydrated. And so when we're not, I worked with a client who suffered from migraines. You know, she thought, oh, it's every month I just get them. You know, it's just part of my life. And so she kind of lived with it and thought, okay, I get migraines. When she started to drink enough water and hydrate her body, she realized, oh, my headaches are gone. I no longer have migraines. And it was simply her body cry for water and hydration. H2O, I know it's boring, it's colorless, it's tasteless, <laughs> but that O, that oxygen part is so key for our bodies and is a nutrient that our body needs. Yeah, and I can relate because if I don't drink enough water, I just get a headache. So is it just water or could be could tea be sufficient as well? Did you yeah. say tea? Tea, yeah. It depends on the tea because now you're adding in other properties to your body, whether it be caffeine or maybe it's a herbal tea, but there's mm-hmm. you know some other properties there. The best is to rethink your drink and just replace it all with water. Mm-hmm. And I know that's not easy because there's like fun, fancy drinks. They're, you know, sugary society, you know, alcohol is like a a social thing. Um, The coffee jolt in the morning is just such a great buzz. But to really rethink your drink and make, you know, just experiment, just try water for a whole week and then see what happens. Your body will adjust. It'll take time because you might be, you know, getting up and going to the washroom quite a bit. But (laughs) but I've come to a point where I never used to know when I was thirsty. But now that I hydrate my body daily, my body will now signal to me, okay, Lisa, you need some more water. And it might be because I've been working out now or I'm just needing to Mm -hmm. fill up. So depending on your day, you you might need more water if you're working out. That makes total sense, obviously. But if you're just behind your laptop the entire day, yeah, those eight to 10 cups might be enough. Or whatever your number is for your body weight. And then when when you lose weight, you you actually can lessen that too. So, you know, you might be at a big number and you think, oh my goodness, how am I going to do that? But when you lose the belly fat and weight then that will diminish because can you also drink too much water is that possible yes you can drink too much water and so it is that's why it's half your body weight is the goal that you want to be at yeah that's a good yeah. one to remember so there's water what what else is there in your quick fix lisa <laughs> the other thing i'm gonna say is let's talk about let sleep is a big one right And sleep can be contributed to a number of other factors and and rest. It's like to slow down. Let's slow down and get our rest and get our sleep. Okay. So, but I'm so busy, Lisa. I have a hundred million things to do. Like how, how can I sleep and rest if there is so much going on? Isn't that an illusion and a challenge that we have? And it's not your fault, but you can choose differently. It's not your fault because we live in a world culture right now that says 
faster and more is better. If you don't hustle, you're not making it happen. Yeah. So there's there's a outside. Not only that, there's the the noise. There's the outside noise. So it could be the noise inside yourself and the noise outside yourself. We have like six thousand thoughts <laughs> racing through our heads every day. That's like a new stat. Six thousand, and we and with that we have like thirty five thousand decisions to make per day. So that's a lot of noise inside our head. And then that's just the inside. When we get outside, we have the noise it right at our fingertips with our devices, the news, the media. Um, we're flooded with entertainment and information. So the the noise stress is and challenge is definitely there and it's not your fault and you can choose differently i have to be disciplined in that i have to choose that i want to rest and it takes time because there's the other factors of your body you know foods will affect your sleep what you're drinking affects your sleep the lack of body movement your physically your body might not be tired enough because you haven't worked the muscles and you haven't working those muscles and, you know, being able to have your body get to a state where it's been challenged. And so now it wants to rest. So working out your cardiovascular exercise, your strength training exercise, and just even those smaller muscles and your flexibility. So doing the stretching and balance as well, just to work your body. Because if you don't move it, you lose it. And so I think the two main things for sleep are to set up your, your room, like set up your environment, your environment being, you know, your schedule, your bedroom. And then the second thing is to tap into your circadian rhythm. So again, this is your, with your body, with your timing, with your, what works for you. And again, everybody's rhythm is unique. You might not know Mr. Rogers, but Mr. Rogers was I a- I do actually. Mr. Rogers, he, had, he was an early to bed, early to rise kind of guy. And that was his routine, like eight hours. That was his thing. Where Winston Churchill, he worked well into the night. And, you know, so he, that was his prime time, or maybe he had to be because things, all the noise or whatever was happening. But he, what he would do was in the afternoon, he would have a nap and he would literally change his clothes and go to bed and have a rest and sleep and then get up and then start his second shift, I guess. <laughs> It's to find your when and what is, again, going back to that cycle, going back to that rhythm of who you are and what works for you. It makes me think of all the people who have a nine to five job, people who are in businesses, corporations that require you to be there at a certain time and you leave at a certain time or you're, you're online at a certain time. And so that might be going against the nature of a couple people because I know there are night owls and there are very early birds. So that's something you can actually change if you're an entrepreneur. You can you can listen to that cycle. 
you can listen to, okay, I, I am a night owl. I'm going to work till 10. I don't ask from other people that they're available then, but that's who I am. And then the next morning, people know I'm not going to reply to your email before 10 because I'm still in bed or something like that. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, that's the beauty of being an entrepreneur is, is we get yeah. to really have flexibility and choose and incorporate a lifestyle where we can take care of ourselves and take care of our family and others and in a way that um, we manage it because as entrepreneurs, that's something that you have the freedom to do. Yeah, we should actually be better able or capable to take care of ourselves versus people who don't have the freedom to schedule their own time and schedule their own day. Yeah. And, and I think this is where we all get trapped though, is like, okay, making our business a success and, you know, looking at that as the, the first carrot when there's other carrots like God and ourselves and our relationship with him and, you know, who we are with him. And then secondly, our family and people around us and then our business. Oh, absolutely. So how much sleep are we aiming for? <laughs> I'm at 7.6 and it's working well for me. Again, yeah. so no one size fits all. It could be 7.6, could be maybe eight, could be maybe seven, I think. Absolutely. I know, I know you're a mom. And so the challenges around that is a whole nother season. So we talk about cycles and season, then, you know, and so that's where you're going to adjust. If, you know, you have kids, then adjustments need to be made. And I guess being gracious with yourself and forgiving of yourself of what realistically you can or can't do. And I mean, transformation is the art of letting go. Well, that makes it tough. <laughs> you're used to something and then suddenly something changes and you have to adjust. And yeah, that's, that's difficult. It is because we, I think we get stuck in our ways and we get stuck in our own thinking and our own ego. And But letting go, I see the leaves falling from the trees. So I always like that image of letting go, like just as the tree lets go of its leaves when it's, when it's fall. <laughs> Yes. And then what happens after that? There's a rest period. And after the rest period, we begin new again. And when we begin new again, then we're like into full production. But then after that production, you know, it's, you got to let go a bit. You got to rest and start all over for the cycle again. Isn't God amazing how he, like, he shows us, he gives us these signs right in front of us and we live in it. Yeah. And we don't even notice sometimes. I know we all know that God rested on, rested on the seventh day after he created the world. And we all, you know, we really want to live up to that. But then he's like, yeah, well, there's rest is really important. I put it in nature for you to see. Yes, exactly. Take it seriously. Sabbath was made for man. Yeah, not man-made for Sabbath. Yeah, and he just loves us so much. And he just, you know, tells, he, you know, reminds us to rest and be with him and take that time. Yeah, and also when you think about how much sleep we need, God could have made us into people that only need two hours of sleep. But he said, no, you're going to need eight. 
or 7.6. And I find it remarkable. Like, why would God do that? But then again, like, we're not God. We don't know the answers to everything. But what we do know is we should honor it. Well, he's working. He doesn't stop working. That's the beauty of it. And he's working in the night. And it's to trust him and put our faith in him to rest because he's he's got it. He's doing it. Yes. So uh, any more thoughts on the sleep or is there another one for the, the quick fix? So I think it's really to how can you, are you willing? <laughs> are you willing to turn down the noise? Are you willing to take time and process and get your rest and, and connect with something greater than you? And I think the real key to all this is be present. So it's really, you know, our minds will go racing forward or they'll be going racing backwards. But ultimately, it is to be right here, right now and be present. And sleep will come when we have set up our lifestyle habits by taking care of our bodies and honoring these temples of ours and trusting God. Mm -hmm. Thinking about we want to be healthy. We want to be healthy entrepreneurs and we know we have to hydrate. We know we have to sleep. How, like you're a coach, obviously, you know a lot about what we should put into our bodies as well. Is there a way that busy entrepreneurs can find out what they have to put into their bodies? Is it just experimenting how much, what type of foods you need and what what type of exercises you need? Yes, uh, self-awareness is huge. And sometimes we can't do that on our own. and We need someone to help us with that. Then you begin to become aware of what gives you energy and what doesn't give your energy. But as a basic for healthy eating is getting our nutrients, our macronutrients. And our macronutrients are protein, which is, you know, your meats and beans, um, some vegetables, a lot of vegetables have protein as well. And we don't even think of a vegetable that has protein. So it's, you know, making sure we have enough protein because we need that protein to build our muscles and to help build our bodies. Then it's carbohydrates. Carbohydrates give our bodies energy. And there's two types. There's the simple and then there's the complex. That sounds really complex in itself, and it can be. And that's why I think that there's so many, so many, so much confusion and understanding about, you know, what do I eat? But it, having the carbohydrates, which are vegetables, can be vegetables as well as your breads and grains and all of that. The key is whole foods. We are bombarded with the grocery stores and food marketing and high processed foods, um, which take away energy from us and so it we want to try to have the whole foods so we've got your proteins you got your carbohydrates and the third aspect which many of us fail to nourish ourselves with is healthy fats healthy fats which are your olive oil your nuts and seeds like indulge in those and snack on those Uh, avocados is such a wonderful food to have it's so creamy and good but now is if it's good for your body maybe it's not so it's learning which one so macronutrients you if you can aim to get 
protein, carbohydrate, and a healthy fat at each of your meals, then you're feeding yourself some good food to give you fuel. I mean, and then you can refine it and refine it and refine it. And so it it's always, it is a process. It is a journey. Yeah, well, I know one that really is on a lot of minds of people is that if you have to, if you want to eat healthy, it's going to take time. Like it's going to cost your time because you have to get all the foods and you have to make things. And I think part of it, that part of that is true. It does take more time, obviously, because if you just get like a deep fried pizza and you put it in, the, in your oven, yeah, less time. But I also think part of it is just because you don't know everything about it. It feels like it takes more time. Exactly. It's a whole low, it's a, a whole new learning area. And when it's something new and unfamiliar, it seems hard. It seems scary until you change it bit by bit. And this is a problem in our world with the food marketers. They've, you know, there was a time when we would just simply make food and all of that. But then there was this you know, a few decades ago, a generation where it's like, oh, um, here's some ready-made frozen dinners for your quick, saves you convenience and saves you time and for your family. And then they evolved it to food is fun. Here's, you know, for your kids, these snap and goes or whatever, you know, and then the bright and colorful packaging. And then even the food labeling dupes can dupe us because it says it's natural oh well that's natural I'll, I'll get one of those when the truth is it's ladled in sugars it's ladled in some preservatives and chemicals and that because that's taxing and draining for the body the lord has made for us it's almost annoying because i have you know i have a baby right and you want to give him a snack and you're on the go and you don't have anything. So you try to find something. And the only thing you can find is not 100% natural. <sighs> baby cookies or, you know, those baby pouches with, I don't know, I think there's yogurt or something in it. There's always something in there that you want. You don't want that to be in it. But yeah, let's not get into the baby foods. <laughs> <laughs> and again, as a new mother or, you know, or someone wanting to change their lifestyle diet it does take time and knowledge like you said to form that new habit but it can but it can be done like yeah you know i worked with a client who was living off of protein bars <laughs> she would just grab a protein bar and away she goes and she thought well it has you know it's got chocolate in it and there's <laughs> protein proteins is, in it good. yeah so she realized this wasn't sustainable. She wanted to lose weight. She was busy working, um, taking care of kids and older parents. And she goes, no, I want to learn how to, I want to now set up a meal plan and do this. Mm -hmm. And that's what we worked on. And from doing that, she you know, managed to find out when to plan, when to shop, what to do. And then now she's she called me she let me know the other week that is like Lisa I've lost weight I'm down like 10 pounds or I think it's more than that and sustaining it because now she has a new lifestyle habit so 
I totally agree when you say a coach could be very useful in a transformational path like this. So where can we find more about you and what you do? Because you might be the coach for people that are listening. You might be the perfect fit for them. Yeah, thank you, Jane. Uh, they can reach me at lisaohata.com, ready and willing to help people change because I really believe health plus transformation equals your true self. Wow, beautiful. Thank you, Lisa. You're welcome. My pleasure. Thank you for listening to the Born to Fly podcast. If you liked it, please leave a review on Google Podcast or Apple Podcast. And don't forget to share it with your friends. If you'd like to know more about Born to Fly, go to borntofly.faith. There you can discover our How to Find Your Calling course and a community for like-minded entrepreneurs. Looking forward to having you back next time.